Heavenly Father, help me to teach this word about Halloween to people that need to hear about the ugliness of this time of year and that what they want to call holiday, but we know it's not a holy day. I ask Holy Spirit that you uh, use me and teach people what they need to know. Show them that this is a time of the year that people who worship Satan and Lucifer call themselves putting spells and incantations on people and hindrances. This is the time of the year whenever they get together and they sacrifice babies and they put curses on the unsuspected. So use me to teach this word. And I thank you for using me, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I wanted to come to you all today and talk to you about Halloween. Halloween is a serious time of the year. And it starts long before October. Actually, uh, it actually allegedly starts around September. The evil activity intensifies. This is a time of the year where, you know, people, um, they, 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 they think that they're innocently sending their children out dressed as uh, a ghost, uh, a Casper the Friendly Ghost or a witch or, um, you know, um, Popeye or, or, I don't know, Wonder Woman, all the things that the Hulk, these things that they come up with. And they don't realize that they are literally causing the devil to laugh in their face if they could just see him laughing in their face. He's making fun of the people who are calling themselves having fun for Halloween. Someone told me online just the other day. In fact, it was on my YouTube. They they uh, wrote about seven paragraphs under my Halloween video on YouTube. And it's a very good video. If you get a chance, go to my YouTube, Esther R. Scott, and check out the Halloween video. And someone wrote underneath about seven paragraphs, and they were trying to use big words and sound all important and everything, and it didn't make any sense at all. And they were saying that Halloween is just a time of the year where people have fun with their children and blase, blase, and they are so um, blinded. The devil, Bible says the devil blinds people. Amen. And there are so many people who are blinded that they just don't even understand what they're saying themselves. And um, I want to read something from Ecclesiastes Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes 4.2. All right. Ecclesiastes 4.2. In fact, let me start with Ecclesiastes 4.1. It says, So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun, and behold, the tears of such are uh, as were oppressed, and they had no comforter, and on the side of their oppressors there was power, but they had no comforter. This is literally talking about oppression, depression, um, and, and people need to study this, and study the word, look into the word about oppression and depression. It is here. The writer is talking about the oppressions that are done under the sun. And how strong the oppressors are as opposed to those who are being oppressed. That tells you something right there. We as Christians need to start standing up for the kingdom of heaven and and taking uh, a righteous stand against evil in this world. Amen. And we need to stop trying to act like the world. Watch verse 2. Ecclesiastes um, 4 verse 2 says, Wherefore... I praised the dead, which are already dead, more than the living, which are yet alive. 
And this is what is happening. People are spending. Do you realize around this time of year, people are spending thousands and billions and millions, whatever, of dollars on on uh, Halloween gadgets and gifts and candy. And, and, and a lot of people even poison the candy. And they're, they spend so much, and see, they won't tithe 10% to the church. This tells you right now that this is an earthly thing, a, a human fleshly thing. They, a lot of people won't tithe 10% to the church because they think that all the church wants is your money, but they'll spend thousands of dollars dressing their children up like demons, ghouls, witches, and devils, or monsters, whatever. Does that make any sense to you? Doesn't that tell you something? That tells you that the enemy is at work in this world. The enemy is using people's flesh to get his way because all he wants is souls anyway. He wants, he calls himself breaking God's heart. Okay, he thinks he's breaking God's heart by taking souls away from the Lord. And that's exactly what's happening. People are literally. They're they're praising the dead more than they are the living. This is, speaks of the weariness in this world. People are weary. And then verse 3 says, Yea, better is he that both they which had not been, who have not seen the evil work that is done under the sun. And you know what else this, this goes leads into? Necromancy. Necro people, people who I, I have a video on necromancy. You could go on YouTube and see that as well. You know, just uh, search it up. And um, people are literally they're calling themselves. They think they're talking to their their exes and and their 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 um their ancestors and loved ones, and and they're not talking to them. That is not when you go when you go around the the table and everybody's holding hands and the candles shaking and, and all that kind of stuff. And then you know something enters a person and and that person starts talking in a different tone of voice than they normally would talk. That is not your loved one. That is a demon. That is a a devil using that person because they have an open door. As soon as you hold hands, that's your open door because that shows the devil that you believe. And he will send demons. Any kind of demon or spirit can enter into someone and they'll begin to talk and sound like grandma. They'll sound like Aunt Sally and Uncle Bill. And then you have people sitting there and how much money are people spending on this junk? That's exactly what it is, junk. They're praising the dead more than the living. You go and tell them that you and your family are hungry. You can I have twenty dollars so I can at least buy some food, potatoes and onions or something, and maybe a little, you know, some package of chicken or something, and they'll look at you like you're crazy. But they'll go and give someone an enchanter or a witch or something like that two hundred and fifty dollars for a candle so they can burn it in the name of someone that they want to love or someone that they hate. That is out of order. God loves things done decently and in order. That is out of order. That is confusion. And God is not the author of confusion. These things should not be. Amen. There are people like John Ramirez. He's a, a, I love him, a wonderful preacher. And he used to be a, a head Satanist. And he tells people what he used to do. He could go into somebody's house. They wouldn't even know he was there. He would pro- astro projection, uh, astral. I'm sure you've heard of that. He would project himself in somebody's house and tell you exactly what your kitchen looked like. 
He was he, the devil. He, he called the devil his father. He called Lucifer his father, and he talked to him personally. And Lucifer would have this man put, cast spells on people. One time, he John Ramirez tried to cast a spell on some lady, and uh, he uh, cast a spell on her, and he did everything that the devil told him to do, and and that woman never died. He cast a spell on her to die, and that woman never died. And he went back. And he would, he talked to the devil and he said, um, well, why didn't this woman die? I did exactly what you told me to do. And his so-called father, the devil told him, you can't kill a praying Christian. That's why she didn't die. Amen. You cannot curse that which is blessed. Amen. You can, and this is why God tells us, have no fear. I know, guys. I know life is hard. I know sometimes you, you cry silent tears. I know there's times that maybe some of you might not even have decent sleep in weeks or months. I know life is hard, but I am here to tell you that God is real. Jesus is real. You really do have a cloud of witnesses watching you every single in our days, a day, because not to them. Okay, they are watching, praying for you, and they're waiting for you to get up, to rise up, to t- claim your stake in heaven, amen, and, and on this earth, and tell everybody about the love of Jesus Christ. Tell everybody that you believe no matter what attacks you, no matter what happens to you, let the world know that you are a believer and have no fear because no weapon formed against you will come up. No weapon formed against you will prosper and everything that comes up against you, you will judge and it will fall. The Bible says you will condemn. Amen. So when you stand, I have a feeling that somebody listening to this, you're afraid to take a stand for Jesus because you're afraid that the devil's going to get mad at you, just like he got mad at John Ramirez. And in fact, to this day, he still tries to attack John Ramirez. Uh, just recently, a few months ago, he had a problem with his eyes. And I think he got um, cataracts done or something and something backfired or whatever. He was having problems with his eyes, but he healed. God is good. You know, uh, don't be afraid. Okay, just let the devil know you're not afraid of him because he's already underneath your feet. Why are you afraid of something that is less than you? Something that doesn't even have the favor that you have. God's not going to work for Satan. He's not going to send him blessings every day. Jesus didn't die for Satan. He died for you. You are the child of God. You are the righteousness of God. God lives in you. He doesn't live in Satan. Think about it. The Holy Spirit, when you accepted Jesus Christ, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, our teacher, our guide, and one third of heaven lives inside of you. So why are you afraid? Why are you afraid of a fallen angel? Why are you afraid of a fallen angel who is mad like a little kid. He's angry and he's mad because he lost his first estate. He lost his beauty that he used to have. He was the head praise and worshiper in heaven. The Bible says he was beautiful and had all kind of colors and jewels in him until a speck of evil was found in his heart. 
Amen. And God cast him out of heaven so fast. It says, the Bible says, I saw Satan, okay, Lucifer, coming out of the sky. He shot out of the sky like lightning. God got rid of him so fast. He kicked him to the curb so fast that probably the earth probably splattered when he hit the earth. Amen. Why are you afraid of someone who went against a creation that went against God and is no longer serving the Lord? He is a fallen angel. You are a child of God. There are some religions that say that Jesus and um, Lucifer were brothers, and that's a lie. Lucifer is not Jesus' brother, but you are. You are Jesus' brother. You are Jesus' sister. And I'm telling you, the devil's mad at you because you have that standing with Jesus. Amen. He doesn't have it. He wanted to be a part of the Godhead, but he just didn't qualify. That's not what God wanted him to do. God didn't create him to be a part of. He's not a part of uh, the Godhead because the Godhead always existed. Satan was created, a created part of the angels, the angelic realm. Amen. Hallelujah. So fear not, have no fear. And I know it's going to be hard because I know a lot of us have been um, uh, celebrating Halloween for years. You can have a pumpkin on your porch if you want to, because after all, it also shows that you love God and it's a harvest. You're thanking God for your harvest, but just don't turn that thing into a jack-o'-lantern. When you carve eyes and a nose and a mouth and all that kind of stuff in it, you are doing what they used to do years ago. Uh, they dealt with Sam Hain and the devil and all that evil stuff. And you are creating a jack-o'-lantern. When they would put a face in a pumpkin, that meant that was supposed to be um, a, an evil spirit that took over that pumpkin. They were literally carving, allegedly carving evil spirits into their pumpkins, which they claimed was keeping the house safe. Just like people that have gargoyles on their homes, or I've even seen gargoyles on churches. I know a church right now that has gargoyles on top of it and snakes, and people don't even know it's there. They don't even look up to see. And it's been there for years. Amen. Be careful what you worship. Be careful what you use. Be careful what you bring into your home. Be careful who comes into your home. Amen. And everything that is sent to you, pray on it first. Amen. Hallelujah. And there are going to be some things sent to you you may not even want. I had something given to my ministry for kids. And I'm going to be honest with you, it was so evil, I was shocked and I kept it in my house, you know, that as long as I did. And I took it to the burn barrel and burned that bad boy. You know? Amen. Hallelujah. We have to be careful, folks. God is real. This is no joke. God wants you to open up your eyes. He doesn't want you to be blinded to the evil of this world. And some people are so easily blinded, you can buy them with a penny. As long as you give them money, they'll do anything for you. Some people are led around with like an animal with a a ring in his nose. You could just put the finger in in that ring and drag them anywhere, take them anywhere you want to take them. You just flash some money in their face. Amen. You have to be very, very careful. The devil's slick. You know, the devil's slick. He knows how to get to humans. He knows how to ruin the flesh. After all, think about him 
and Eve in the garden. Just think about that. Amen. He got he got the first woman that God ever created. It didn't even come down to us. We didn't even get to us yet. <laughs> he got the first woman God created, which means he was on a war path then. Amen. So be careful. And some of you preachers out there where you feel like your ministry is not doing so good, or maybe your churches are not having as many people, the pews are empty, and are you people who have church online, it seems like nobody's attending. Don't let that get to you either. That's the enemy working against you on, in that point as well. If you look in John, turn to, write this down to, uh, turn to John 6, John chapter 6, verse 66. Many of you heard me say this before. Jesus himself, the disciples walked away. Look at that number, 666. This is no joke, folks. What happens is people watch them Hollywood movies and they think it's, oh, it's a joke. That's just funny. Oh, somebody just made that up and everybody's scared. No, this is real. The number of a man's, this is the name of the devil, the number of the devil, 666. And in John 666, it says, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Jesus's own disciples turned their back on him. They became backsliders. That shows their shallowness. Amen. And then 67 says, and then Jesus, and then Jesus said unto the 12, will you also go away? He wanted to know if his own 12, his favorite ones, his buddies, his boys, his clan, he wanted to know, are you going to go too? Amen. Isn't that something? And then Peter answered him and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Amen. Peter told him, we know who you are. We've experienced it. We know we felt your power. We saw your miracle signs and wonders. We saw the love that you gave us. We came from different lowly places and, and you saved us and taught us well. We know who you are. And then Jesus answered and said, have I not chosen you 12 and one of you is a devil? He's even letting them know. One of you is a devil. Jesus was bold. He didn't play with people. He looked at him. He asked him, he said, you guys going to leave too? And and when they told him that they weren't leaving, <laughs> he told him, well, one of you is a devil. Now, if you wouldn't you be offended if you were the one? Amen. He told him. He said, what? everybody else left him but the twelve. He said, are you going to leave? They said, Peter said, no. And he told him, he said, well, one of you is a devil. Jesus was letting them know ahead of time, I know what's up. I am the son of God. And one of you are going to betray me. He says in verse 71, he spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him being one of the 12. There is somebody who has a circle of friends and you're listening to me right now and you know good and well that there's somebody in that circle of friends who is the weak link. Somebody is the weak link, but you are so kind and such a wonderful person that you are allowing this person to get away with murder, so to speak. Okay. And uh, you know that there's something about them and things that you say are getting out somehow. Things that you do are being judged wrongly. 
and someone is dirtying your name, possibly trying to dirty and, and stop your ministry. They're trying to tear down all that you built in the name of Christ. They're trying to make you look bad, make people believe that you are not who you say that you are. They're trying to make you look like a liar behind your back. I mean, this is going on behind your back. They're talking about you saying that you're crazy. Uh, you're not in your right mind. And some of them have even looked in some of you out there, believe it or not, someone even told they're telling people that you are a witch. Okay. Because they see that God is using you. And what they're doing is they're giving the devil credit for something that God does with you. What is that? You know what that is, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Blasphemy, blasphemy, blasphemy. Somebody out there should not be by your side. There's somebody out there. They might even be carrying your Bible for you or preparing the podium for you when you speak somewhere or or cleaning your microphone before you sing or speak. They could be, uh, you know, getting your hotel room for you when you travel. They could be family. There's somebody just like Judas was with Jesus. It was written in the Bible for a reason for us to learn from. And this is the time of year, honey, when people that think they're witches, you know, people, all they, uh, it, it kills me. I, I can't understand how people always, these people always want to be a witch, like a little pixie dancing around trees in the woods. It's crazy. That's nuts. And not only do these people, though, dance around, there's some who just dance around trees and they wear their little white with their little, you know, Roman leaf cap on their little circle going around their head their little halo and they're dancing like little pixies i call them tree hugging hippies okay and but there are people also who do that okay and regardless of whether they were white or black but there are people who do that and are sacrificing children and animals and when it comes to this time of year when it comes to halloween there are people out there who are being tested once you kill an animal ex witches tell the story i've heard it a million times once you kill an animal you can kill anything or anybody you can kill a human and there's even one witch that was interviewed on that uh, halloween video that i did on youtube and she told them she said that once she she didn't want to it made her sick but once she killed an animal she became uh, i guess Uh, spirits began to use her and she got a lust for killing. She kept doing it. She wanted to kill. And another witch that was with her was talking about how they had a little baby. She saw a pamper of a very small baby and they put the baby on the slab and slit the baby's throat and took the, the, uh, I think slit the throat, the baby's throat and the baby's feet and, and, and milked the blood into whatever those cups are that they use and drank the baby's blood. This stuff is real, y'all. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. There are animals missing, especially black cats. They use black cats for rituals. Amen. They use animals for rituals, so watch your animals closely. I have a friend uh, who had an animal shop in Cannesburg, Pennsylvania, and he even told me and my daughter that he stopped selling black cats around this time of year because witches use them. He, I, I, that was years ago. I'll never forget it. And that's what they, they really do. Do that. Watch your children. Watch your animals. Amen. 
Because what you see uh, on the outside is not what's actually going on on the inside. Commercials on TV with the, the Reese's commercials and just don't answer the door and stuff like that. And trick or treat. It's not cute. It's not cute. And I'm not trying to instill fear in anybody. I'm just trying to you know, give you some wisdom here and, and trying to you know, hip you up to what's happening so that you can stay on guard. It has nothing to do with fear. In fact, get bolder. Amen. Get bolder than the enemy. Amen. Whenever that toothless lion roars at you, smack him in the face. <laughs> you know, he don't have no teeth. Smack him in the face. What's he going to He can't chew you. Amen. You know, so uh, know these things. I want you to know these things. This is serious. Jesus warned us of these things. Amen. And I want to read something to you from Psalms, Psalm 115. And I will start with verse 11, which says, Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. So what do you have to fear, right? Amen. If you're saved, I hope you're saved. Amen. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. There you go. Amen. God's got this. He's got you covered. It says, you are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth, the heaven, even the heaven, uh, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the children of men. Verse 17. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore praise the Lord. What it's saying there is, once you're dead, you're dead. Once you're dead, you can't praise the Lord. Amen. Praise Him now. Give God some kudos while you still have breath on this side of the grave, because once you're gone, you're gone. Amen. Glorify God. Open up your mouth and glorify. Don't glorify anything else but God. Okay? Hallelujah. Don't worship anything. Give God all the glory. God loves it when you praise Him. There's beauty in His holiness and blessings in praising and worshiping God. And Ecclesiastes 5 says, The dead know not anything. Amen? The dead know not anything. Once you're dead, you're dead. And Jesus even told them in Matthew 8.22, he said, let the dead bury their dead. Amen. Let's go to Matthew um, 22.32. And it says, Jesus is speaking, Matthew 22.32. He said, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Amen. So, why is anyone out there on this earth celebrating the dead? I want to read this to you, too, about the judgment of the great white throne you may have heard me speak of before. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 down to, I believe, 15. And it says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. 
See, why would we celebrate uh, a so-called holiday, holy day, which it really isn't, um, that that um, focuses on dead people who are going to be judged one day? <laughs> you know, does that make sense? You know, people who worship Halloween and celebrate Halloween are actually giving kudos to people who are dead and know nothing and are going to be judged to see if their name is in the book of life one day. In Revelation 20, 13, it says, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Now, when you are celebrating Halloween, you are celebrating people who are dead and gone. And this is all saints. What do they call it? All souls, all saints, day or whatever. All these uh, holidays that people have. Okay. When you're doing those things, you are making a fool out of yourself and letting people with an ounce of wisdom know that you don't have an ounce of sin. Amen. Because you're, 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 you're celebrating someone who's already gone. Like it says here in Revelation 20:13. Some of them are dead in the sea. Some of them, they're in, in death and they're, they're in hell. Some of them are, it says, and, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works, and yet we're setting food outside at night, you know, saying that the dead supposed to come eat, you know, and if you wake up in the morning and the food is gone, that means that you have favor or some kind of crazy stuff. Revelation twenty fourteen says, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So, Everybody that dies doesn't go to heaven. Okay, some are, we have the Navy people or we have the slaves, you know, on boats or whatever, the different various um, uh, uh, nations of people. And we have people who just had uh, water incidents, accidents or whatever, and died by, by water. Um, so it, the dead in um, the sea gave up the dead and in hell, death and hell delivered up the dead. Okay, when they're gone, they're gone. Let it go. That person that you saw was not your aunt. It was not your grandmother. It wasn't your dad. It wasn't your your baby brother. It wasn't your child. Okay, God is not going to do something like that. In in fact, but you know, now that I'm on that, let me take you to another incident that will prove to you that you're not talking to that loved one. And I'm sure a lot of you heard me say this um, a million times, but I'm going to read it to you again. Um, Luke, let's go to Luke chapter 16. I hope you're writing this down. Amen. And start with 20. Now, this is in red. This is something that Jesus said. Amen. Now, when I read this, Tell me what you think of this. Amen. It's word. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at the gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. 
And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. This rich man died. He treated Lazarus um, horribly. Lazarus had to eat the crumbs from his table. And um, the rich man, the, uh, the Bible says that Lazarus died and was carried um, in uh, Abraham's bosom. The rich man died and it says he just died. <laughs> he went, okay. So no angel carried him to uh, no paradise. Amen. And after, even after, oh my God, even after death, people will still try to use you. This rich man had the nerve to tell Father Abraham, quote unquote, to, to dip his, send Lazarus. He's still trying to use Lazarus. And he said, dip his finger in the tip of his finger in water to cool his tongue because he's in a flame. He's in hell and now he needs help. But when Lazarus needed help, he didn't want to help him. See, and it says uh, Luke 16, 25. But Abraham said, son, remember that thou in a lifetime received good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he's comforted and thou art tormented. And beside this, okay, you ready? Here it goes. This is your answer about all the dead folks that everybody's out there praying to and dancing around the trees and everything about and, you know, leaving oranges out with a candle burning or something. He says, and beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from there, from hell, okay, from where you're at. Hell can't get to heaven, and heaven can't get to hell, y'all. Okay, so get saved now. And don't wait till it's too late. And then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house. Okay, now, since he, Abraham, since Abraham told him, I can't get, I can't cause Lazarus to dip his finger into water and come cool your, your hot tongue. So that didn't work. So this, this rich man's still trying to be crafty, right? Okay, it makes you wonder how he became rich. (laughs) And he says for, um, he says, uh, then I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house. Watch this. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Okay, now, since he made it in hell, and he doesn't like it, and he's burning up, and he's so hot, and he just wants the tip of, of, of the finger of water. Amen. Now he's trying to save his brothers. He don't want them to come to hell. Of course, through the through the um, through the um, Lazarus, okay, that he abused in, in in real time, amen. And Abraham said unto him, "They have Moses and the prophets; let them hear them." And this is why I'm speaking to y'all today, and I hope that you got something out of this. Abraham, Father Abraham, told the man in hell. He said that the people who are still living, your brothers or whoever. He said, they have, at that time, Moses, and now you have, I'm telling you, prophets. Amen. You have prophets to listen to, pastors, preachers, teachers, apostles. Amen. Evangelists. Okay. You, we, we are preaching to you. We are telling you there is a heaven and there is a hell and you will get rewarded according to how you lived your life down here on earth. Amen. So live it right. Live it right. Change your mind. Don't celebrate Halloween anymore. Denounce it in Jesus' name. Denounce Halloween and apologize to God. Here's here's what you want to do. You want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and live right and have Him forgive you? Just say this. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I apologize to you. 
I accept you as my Savior and my Lord. I believe you died on a cross just for me and rose three days later just so that I can be saved. And I love you for it. Thank you and amen. It's that simple. Okay? Don't do like the Bible says. Don't be like the dog that goes back to his vomit. Make Do a 180 and keep walking. Don't do a 360 because you end up in the same place. Do a 180 and keep walking. Walk with Jesus. Learn about Jesus. Live a good life. Do good. Amen. Pray to Jesus. And I always tell people, pray. They say, how do I pray? What? Just talk to him like you're talking to your best friend. And I always tell people this. Talk to God until he starts talking back to you because he will. He will. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family of God. Go find a Bible-believing, tongue-talking church, okay? And hopefully a church that doesn't mind, mind you praising the Lord and playing a little tambourine and singing once in a while. Amen. Don't go to a dead church. And learn of Jesus Christ. Learn of Yeshua HaMashiach, your Savior, the big brother in the family of God. Amen. It's never too late to learn. God has just thrown everything that you did up to this up to this time right now as far as the east is from the west you're saved amen don't let anybody tell you anything different amen well god bless you keep you make his face to shine upon you give you his grace his mercy his peace hallelujah and remember to pray for israel jesus said pray for israel and everybody who's grafted in and will all be blessed hallelujah amen Reverend Essie signing off. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Amen. Amen.